Good day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to The Christian Democrat. Episode 3, we're going to be talking about wedge issues today. So, before I get into that, just a little bit about myself. Uh, I am a married guy living in the Midwest with three kids. And you might wonder, how exactly, with all my kids running around doing all kinds of sports and activities, and musicals and band, how do you find time to do this podcast? Well, let me tell you, I'm doing it mainly in the car on my way to work. I got about a half hour commute to get to work every day. So I thought, well, you know what, I'll just redeem some of that time and do this in the car. So from time to time, if you hear some, some noises, that could very well be me driving on the road. It could be me, uh, my turn signal. It also could be, uh, maybe I just have to like, stop talking for a second and and turn the car okay so on my way to work i thought i could make this 10 to 15 minute podcast a few times a week and send this information out to everybody so today i thought i'd talk about wedge issues you may be uh, a little disappointed you might be thinking hey i want to really talk about the issue you're talking about you're being a christian democrat why are you a democrat and a christian but i think it's necessary before we really get into specific issues to set our understanding correctly for how politics should work, how a Christian really ought to approach politics, because that's that's a lot of where we go wrong. We're not we're not so much wrong on individual issues or individual tax rates or little arguments that we have about policy issues. A lot of our problem in politics today is that we're not approaching it in the right way. Okay, so the first episode I talked about Christ as Lord. Second episode I talked about how. As a Christian, we need to engage in culture, uh, and that includes politics. And this episode, I'm going to talk about wedge issues. Okay, so let's let's start with this and say what what is a wedge issue, how are they used, and what should we do about it? Okay, so what is a wedge issue? A wedge issue is one of those controversial, oftentimes social issues in politics that just divide people. The people are really split. I think the quintessential wedge issue is abortion. Okay, that you've got your people who are just definitely pro-life on abortion, which which I am, just just to be clear, pro-life. Uh, and then you have people definitely are pro-choice, you know, and definitely hardcore set on that. And, and there are a number of these wedge issues out there. Abortion is one. Uh, immigration has has really become one. Uh, gun rights, a lot of times, uh, gay rights. Uh, so any of these issues that tend to be really controversial and, and really force people to kind of pick a side would be your, your classic wedge issues, okay? So how are wedge issues used? Wedge issues used. Well, this is what a politician will do with a wedge issue, right? As soon as you declare yourself to be on one side or the other of this wedge issue, and it doesn't matter which side really you pick, as soon as you declare your side, you're going to get a certain population of the voters to just support you and vote for you, okay? Because you're on their side on that controversial, highly emotionally charged issue, okay? Regardless of what else you believe on other things, uh, they'll, they'll be with you because you support them on that one wedge issue. And what they begin to do, I mean, you can imagine a politician in the Midwest saying, I'm pro-life, pro-gun, pro-traditional family, pro-build wall, like Trump says, and you're going to get probably, you know, 30 to 40% of the people to vote for you 
just by saying those things, okay? And you haven't done anything else. You haven't shown, you know, that you're competent. You haven't shown that you have integrity uh, or what your vision is for the country. You just picked a few things. And what happens is the, the left will do the opposite. They'll, they'll choose the opposite stance on all those issues and maybe they'll be on the coast somewhere and they'll get 30 to 40% of the vote and be able to have a, a strong base, okay? And then what happens is, because I've run for office a couple times already, haven't won, but I've run, the, both political parties have this figured out well. They, they know what the wedge issues are. They know what parts of the country are pro-life and which parts are pro-choice and all the other issues. And what they do is they tell their candidates to, to, to pick the side of the wedge that really fits their, their demographic and then they take a certain percent of the population for granted. And they say, we don't really have to care about these people anymore because we've already picked their, their pet wedge issue. Another part of the population of the voting, we can say, we're not even going to pay attention to them either because we know that we've lost their vote because of this wedge issue. And there's a very small amount in the middle that can be swayed either way that maybe isn't attached to a wedge issue. But most, most people are attached to some wedge issues, particularly Christians tend to be on the conservative side of the wedge issues. But what this is, this is a very dangerous setup for politics to be able to ignore 80% of the voters because you already have your wedge issues set to their liking, okay? And oftentimes, politicians don't even care about these issues. They're just saying them to sell them. Not too long ago, uh, there was a representative, probably a couple years ago, in the, in the House from Pennsylvania, and I, I'm sorry, I forget his name right now, but he was a big abortion, uh, anti-abortion guy. He, he, would, uh, he would author legislation in the House to, you know, limit abortions, ban abortions, do all these things, campaign, I'm, I'm pro-life, pro-life, pro-life. Well, until he got his girlfriend pregnant, he was a married guy, and he, there's text that they uncovered that he was encouraging her to go get an abortion. Okay, these politicians often could care less about these wedge issues. All they're doing is getting votes in certain areas and they're locking this into this divide of, oh, this guy has my wedge issue, this guy doesn't, and we forget about the rest of what they do, which is a big part of <laughs> the political life or all the other issues other than these, these few highly emotionally charged issues. So what do we do about this, okay? This is a classic reason that many Christians would not, many conservative Christians would not even think about becoming a Democrat. Because they'd say, well, hey, they're, they're not pro-life. They're not pro-traditional family. They're not uh, where I am maybe on gun rights or immigration, okay? And I, and I get after a while, you know, you're going to pick a party based on where they agree with you the most. But particularly on these wedge issues, on these highly charged emotional social issues, my argument is don't don't vote strictly on that. You know, I'm pro-life in the Democratic Party, advocating for pro-life positions within the Democratic Party, regardless of what the party thinks. The party, you know, doesn't particularly care for that. But that's okay, because there's things in the Republican Party that need to be worked on, too. This is part of what I'm working on in the Democratic Party to make it a more biblically sound platform. But I'm not going to vote 
or align myself with a party based on one or two issues because it's too easy for the party to use a, a certain demographic just based on these issues. And that's absolutely what's happening to Christians. It's happening to other groups too. It happens on the left as well. There's lots of politicians who don't care about gay rights, but then they say they do and, and they get the gay community to support them or, or whatever. And there's there's those that do, don't get me wrong, but there's there are many who don't. And then, then there are many who can just simply take for granted large blocks of their constituencies and just focus on a few of the people in the middle. So what we have to do is to be able to say, I'm gonna look at the whole candidate, not just these one particular wedges. Even though abortion may be very important to you or gay rights may be very important to you. And that, and this is true for the left or the right. It doesn't matter which, which way for this discussion you think about abortion or gay rights. You have to look at the whole candidate. You have to look at everything. And you have to say, if you're not representing the people, if you're not doing what I think is best to advance this country, I'm not going to vote for you. Because so many of these politicians already have mapped out. You're going to vote for me because I said I'm pro-life or because I'm pro-choice. And then they just ignore you and they don't care about you and they don't fight for many, many other things that are important because they have you locked in on one issue. You have to say, yes, I'm pro-life. I'm, I'm looking for pro-life candidates, but I'm also looking for other things. You know, integrity, that, that's a whole other podcast I think we need to talk about integrity being important again in our politicians. But we're going to look at integrity. We're going to look at your vision for this country and your vision for what you're going to do in office. Not just some of these important wedge issues that tend to divide us. And if you can't bring yourself to vote for the other candidate, at least you have to say, I'm going to withhold my vote. I'm not going to vote for you or I'm going to maybe vote for a third party. Listen, this country will not fall apart because one Democrat gets voted in or one Republican gets voted in. We have a system of checks and balances, but the parties will very quickly get the message that if you're not representing the constituents in your district, you get voted out. And yes, these issues are important. Immigration is important. Gun rights are important. But we're going to look at the whole picture, and we're not going to look at just one issue unless you take advantage of us. And I really believe that the, the biggest illustration of this is President Trump right now. He's the biggest illustration of doing this with Christians. Okay, he has, he has completely hoodwinked Christians. He has said, I'm pro-life, and I'm going to, I'm going to nominate pro-life judges all across the country and to the Supreme Court. Kind of wink, 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 I'm going to get over, Roe v. Wade overturned. Okay, and Christians are supporting him like crazy. They know he has a lot of uh, moral problems in his past and present. He does a lot of things. I think even Christians would admit, I, I wish he wouldn't tweet so much, or I wish he wouldn't handle certain situations like this. But they're like, well, but you know, he gives me my pro-life judges. So this, this is a classic example where a wedge issue has you blindly supporting someone who in many other regards isn't doing the job that you would want them to do in office. You know, if he was doing all these things and not doing the pro-life judges, <laughs> would you still support him? You know, you'd probably completely throw him under the bus. So we have to step back and say, because, you know, the president is on record before becoming president. He's pro-choice. Like, he doesn't really care that much about abortion. And let, let's look in the, in the long run here, even of what he's doing. Because we, we get so caught up in these wedge issues and pro-life, pro-choice, we forget the goal. The goal is, is really, as a pro-life person, is to save babies' lives. The goal is to reduce the number of abortions. 
But look what's happening right now. States are starting to pass laws allowing abortions and sometimes really radical uh, laws like New York where you can, up to the moment of birth, abort the child. And why are they doing this? I was listening to a Christian radio. I, I still listen to Christian radio even though it's often very conservative and I disagree with it, but I want to hear what people are thinking and what's going on. He, he was saying this is a great thing because he's saying these states are passing these laws because the president is putting these pro-life, he put Corsage and Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court and people are scared that Roe v. Wade is going to get overturned. So now states are passing laws on abortion and he thinks this is a good thing. I'll tell you what, it really isn't a good thing in terms of the pro-life movement. Okay, so as before, Roe v. Wade was, was sort of established precedent and states were going around oftentimes restricting abortions and saying, you know, let, let's limit abortions to first trimester and, and things like this where we're actually doing some good and, and saving babies' lives. Now, states are panicked and they're actually passing more open and free laws on abortion than maybe some places ever had before. And it's going to be in their, it's going to be in their constitution, right? All, all the Supreme Court can do is overturn Roe v. Wade, but if the state passes a law that abortions are legal, it's legal, and there's nothing that they're going to be able to do about it. So we're actually, ironically, by, by appointing people on the Supreme Court, we may be losing ground in the abortion, abortion debate because there will be some states now where abortion is going to be legal, and there's going to be very, it's going to be very, very challenging or difficult to overturn that in this country, and it could lead to actually more abortions occurring because these people have been appointed to the Supreme Court. So oftentimes, we just don't think deeply enough about these issues and what we really want and what we really expect. And we give these politicians too much leeway and say, oh, you're pro-life, you're going to do this for me, I'll, let, I'll give you a pass on everything else. And we don't hold their feet to the fire. And that's why they behave badly. That's why they ignore their constituents. Okay, that's why a Christian can barely wrap their mind around being a Democrat, okay? Unless you're probably a liberal or a Catholic Christian, you can't even hardly understand saying, I'm going to align with the Democratic Party, I agree with some of their values, some of their values I don't agree with, and I'm going to work to change those. But I tell you what, even if you're a conservative, evangelical part of the Republican Party, you should be saying also to yourself, part of their... Republicans I agree with. Part of it I don't and I work to change and you can't work to change anything if you're blindly supportive of a candidate because of the wedge issue and that's true on the left or the right. I have even as a Democrat I have to be willing to say I'm going to vote for the Republican or I'm not going to vote for the Democrat to let them know I don't support this person. We need a better Democratic candidate. We need a better Republican candidate because a lot of times we get these people in office who are kind of bozos who just work the system of these wedge issues, knowing if they just pick the right few wedge issues, whether they're the left or the right, that they get their support for their candidates. So I think we have to think very clearly as Christians about these issues and about how we approach a candidate and looking at the whole picture and not blindly supporting them. Because remember, party is not our Lord. Jesus Christ is our Lord as a Christian. These wedge issues divide us. And I think we can do a lot better job for our country and our democracy by looking at the whole picture and not simply blindly going with one or two of our favorite wedge issues. So that's my take on wedge issues and fixing what's wrong with, with our system in part. So next time I think 
I think we'll go ahead and look, start looking at the issue. We've kind of laid some of the found work for how to do politics and how we ought to think about politics. So now I will look at immigration. That seems to be a hot topic right now. And you, you're going to see a little bit now of why I'm a Democrat and not a Republican because of my take on immigration and how the Bible informs me to think about immigration. So until next time, have a blessed day. This is the Christian Democrat. I'm out.